Welcome to another episode of Play On with myself, Ashton O'Reilly, brought to you by sportstalk.ie. In this episode, we travel to Leaside to the home of the Rebels to chat with former dual star, current Super 8's podcast pundit, and of course, Cork legend, Sean O'Gohelpin. And also chatting with me is current dual star and multiple All-Ireland winner, Hannah Looney. You're very welcome. Thanks, Ashley. Thank Hi you. Hi, Ashley. How are you? Yeah, not welcome, too bad. Welcome to the recap. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, that's all right. I'll take that in front okay. of me. So, yeah. <laughs> Off yeah. We have a common enemy, so. That's it. <laughs> so, Sean, what are you at now? Ah, uh, oh, very little. Um, hurling the ditch, really. Kinda, um, and then just coaching a few teams. Uh, more so, like, more underage teams in my own club. Oh, brilliant, in, yeah. And the Pier Street, so... Um, you get the good, bad and the ugly. Obviously coaching some days, you're making progress. Some other days, it feels like you're going 10 years backwards. And some other days, you just get the you just get the players that you're coaching, like kind of saying that you're no good. So it's... Um, Does Sean go help me and they say you're no good? Big, big statement. Like, really? Like yeah. What age are They weren't even born. Like these right. are 14-year-olds doing like... Um, you might get one or two come up to you and saying, um, oh, my dad or my mum kind of said that you were okay once upon a time. Can I? And then, so, you know, it's time to get out when you, when you hear that. But, um, but like, like, to be honest, like on a serious note, it is very gratifying mm-hmm. and it is very humbling kind of coaching underage teams, um, especially my own J Club, because yeah. I kind of feel a debt of gratitude kind of for... I mean, when I look back at that age and the coaches that put in an awful lot of time to me and then a lot yeah. of them, like, would it influence me in one way or another to progress and play with Cork at the highest level? So, um, and it's funny, like, I often look, like, when I was a 14-year-old looking at my coaches back then, like, they came across to me as ancient. Mm-hmm. So i'm i'm i i i know i i, I realize that i know the same age as the coaches yeah you know, back then so i can imagine what this current crap think of me but you look um but it's great and hannah yourself what, what's your club um yeah i'm from ahada so uh yeah i'd agree with sean over there you know it's very special and i would always bring a lot uh thank a lot of things to my club in ahada um you know even from starting out when i was I suppose six or seven playing with the boys and then going and starting in with the girls team and you know I suppose my favourite memory will always be winning the junior club All-Ireland with Ahada like you know on the larger scale of things people would say are you crazy but you know it's just so so special Um, you know it's a pity that I have to play Camogie with Killa but having said that Killa is is my club as well they've done so much for me as well you know I've been playing with them since 11 you know it's I call that home as well but um, yeah so is this club like nearby you? Yeah, I suppose it's close enough. It's still, I suppose, about 25 minutes, half an hour away. You know, it right. would have been the closest club mm-hmm. at the time or else I got um, Vera Terry, who originally from Killa, but married a, and had a man kind of scouted me over there. You know, I didn't oh, have God, a choice when I was 10 or 11. <laughs> but uh, geez, they're such a great club. And, you know, we're coming strong the last couple of years. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we lost the county semi-final to Inascara, who were going for four in a row, just by a point after a replay. But, you know, we've been struggling for a few years and to kind of get it together, hopefully we can keep things and drive on from that. Definitely. And so growing up, childhood heroes, maybe from your club or maybe there's a teacher or a manager or mentor that really spurred us on, Sean Oak. Um, yeah, I, I, I had a few. I, mm-hmm. was, I, I was lucky to have a few. Um, um, I suppose... 
I, I had a man crush on Tony O'Sullivan, and not many people, probably even the <laughs> listeners here, kind of <laughs> would know who he is. But if you Google Tony O'Sullivan, like he was, he was the kiddie in the eighties. He played with Cork, Cork senior hurlers. He was a wing forward, but more importantly, he was from the Pearshig, and like I was in awe. Like I adored the ground he walked on. Um, like I, I, I give an example uh, as a young teenager going to Cork games in Parky Cave of Cork played in the Munster final up in Turles so you go up there and then like the stadium be packed full house 50,000 people and then to see someone from your own club playing on the pitch in front of that crowd and the beauty about it is next Tuesday when you're up there training with the kiddies up in the patch and you'd see Tony Sullivan in the flesh like I mean (laughs) like you could touch him like you know like (laughs) That for me was absolutely goal, and and then um, dare I say, uh, and I always, and Tony's heavy involved with the club. All his family are the O'Sullivan's a very steep to know club, um, and like like I I still pinch myself when he passes. Like can I, and I'm oh, forty I'm forty two years of age, but like can I, so by following my hero, I ended up. Where he was, my dreams, yeah. I can, and um, so Tony was one of them. Um, as Hannah said, can I, um, when you see the voluntary work that goes at underage level, and especially the coaches, because basically, and I see it myself, there's nothing in it, mm-hmm. only for like personal satisfaction that you're doing something. There's like there's no monetary gain in this. There's nothing. Um, mm-hmm. So when I look back at the coaches and a lot of them, like when I when I look back, some of them are sadly passed away. Do you know what I mean? But galls me, like you know, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but but when you look at their own personal lives, you know, like a lot of them would have had like typical Irish family, six seven kids back in the day. Do you know what I mean? Kind of. Yep. So that uh, that not alone they had their own job, their own they had family of six seven kids to look after. But they still put in time. They turn up every to, evening. Yeah, yeah. and um, that's what I always think. Like when you're going to training, like you know, someone might put in the group, but they can't go because of this or that or working late. But the manager's always there. So how yeah. you know they're just so ah selfless. look, um, they're a special breed and mm. kind of. This might be the first time. The more I talk about them, I'm gonna cry here, like and, uh, <laughs> because uh, they're 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 they were very special those guys, and then and then this is what I keep in telling people kind of especially especially at the moment it's very hard to find people coaching or getting involved getting involved helping teams and the one common thing that you hear back is oh look I never played with Cork or I never played at a high level and I keep on reminding them all these special coaches that I had underage none of them didn't play with Cork yeah. didn't even play with their clubs right but what they did was they were there they encouraged they give you the the, the they showed you the basics. Do you yeah. they, they showed you how to pick with two hands. They showed you to strike every second ball off your left hand. I mean, like you, know, valuable, you don't yeah. have to play with Cork to, do you know what I mean, kind of pass that message on. But the biggest thing that they did is they passed on a passion for the game of hurling and Gaelic mm-hmm. football, which which sticks with the pupil yeah, forever definitely. and ever. Like, kinda, and um, uh, uh, I know doesn't happen now but gobby with the days where like 10 of us would bunch into a manager's car or a selector's car and you go to places that i never would have heard of you know growing up in the north side of cork city like you know kind of 
Bally Garvin, Bally Giblin, you know, kind of, what you call it, uh, the killer to me growing up might as well be in County Wexford, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. kinda, back then, even going to trips down to West Cork was great. And then, um, uh, uh, I know what times have changed, kind of, yeah, I, I think, I, I, I think sadly a small bit, because, the owner age kids that I course now, I, I, I don't think they get the, I, I, I don't think they'll get the same experience that I would have got growing up. Why do you think that? Um, t- 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 teams are, um, I, I won't say underfunded, but like teams have very little manpower involved with them, you know, mm. kind of, um, um, at the underage, so they're probably, yeah, they like, you know, like, 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 yeah, yeah, like uh, I'm only just speaking for my own club, right? Mm-hmm. Can I, but when when I talk to other people that I know involved with other clubs, it seems to be universal. Like you've one or two guys involved with a team of trying to run twenty, like a team of twenty five. It's very hard, like to organize jerseys, you know, the logistics, deal yeah. with the parents, um, uh, transport. Like two guys is just not enough. You no, know? And Hannah. Do you have any childhood heroes? Yeah, I suppose I have a good few now people to look back on. I suppose I definitely have fond memories of pretending I was Sean Hogg out the back playing, hurling after the great great All-Ireland wins in the the early 2000s. But um, I also have fond, fond memories of... uh, following when Conor Coonhin was in charge of the Cork footballers in the day. You know, it was a great time, I think, mm-hmm. when we had Pierce O'Neill playing and Kieran O'Connor. And, you know, every weekend out in the back with my dad and my cousins, my aunt and Gillian, we went to all the matches. And, you know, I really, really looked up to Pierce and Kieran. And I remember one time Pierce came down to the club and gave me a jersey and I put it on for about three days straight. <laughs> yeah. Trying uh, to get you out of it. Yeah, but luckily outside of that, I did have strong female role models as well, which is important and I think is very important and it's great to see that's a uh, topic. Yeah, yeah, it's changing. But uh, Noreen Mulcahy would have been a primary school teacher of mine. Um, she came into the school and I was in fifth class, I think. And, you know, there was no, the girls didn't play football and, or hurling or camogie. It was just all the boys. They came along on the side and she really changed that. And that was a big eye opener for me. Yeah. And I think it was at a stage where I was 11 or 12 and it was really important to kind of get on that that vibe to yeah. make, to be like right I can do this too um or else you know it could have been a stage where I could have fell off and mm-hmm. given up um and then of course Bree Harkery and Rena Buckley you know what more could you ask for in, in those two amazing. women you know just amazing and everything and yeah. I'm really really lucky that I've had the chance to play with them and get to know them outside of looking up to them and I still look up to them <laughs> yeah. and in everything they do like Breach Corkery playing Camogie this year and the commitment she put in having a little child. I don't know how, how uh, they do that. don't know it? how. It's just, they're just amazing. And I suppose outside of that, you know, Mary O'Connor as well, um, looking up to those guys was really, really influenced me in my career. But especially Breach and Rena, you know, they're just amazing what they've mm-hmm. put in and what they've achieved and the commitments and the sacrifices and the year in, year back, the, you know, the resilience that they've taught me. Um, I'll be forever grateful for having that chance to play with them there for a mm-hmm. couple of years. Hopefully not the end of Breach Cork either. I'm hoping she'll be back around <laughs> as well. See, Ashling, can I, I'm not blowing up Cork, right, as a country, right? Oh, yeah. Even though we are the greatest <laughs> country, right? But I want to put After that on me. the record. But like, um, um, like, 
we are lucky in Cork, right? Can I... You have a lot of people to look up to. Oh, exactly. absolutely. Like, yeah. MJ, even outside of J, right? Sonia Sullivan, like, would have been another, like, kind of hero of mine, like, yeah. kind of watching her, like, competing in the Olympics. Like, someone from Cork running up against the best of the Kenyans and the mm. Ethiopians. Like, you know, a lady from Cove, like, kind of... Um, you had Roy Keane in the soccer, Dennis Irwin, yeah. kind of Ronan O'Garing, rugby. Can I could go You're back spoiled. to Michael? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, like, and we're not shortage of kind of great sporting heroes. I mean, Chrissy Ring. Can um, if you want to go back, and it's the same with it's uh, it's the same with the women counterpart yeah. as well. Like, can I? Um, I mean, I could go back to Cork Camogie teams in the eight. I remember that Sandy Fitzgibbon, like, kind of legend from the Glen Rovers, Linda Mellerick. Um, yeah. Uh, then you had Fiona O'Driscoll land yeah. from Far Onies, like you know, kind of. So, um, and, and it's great that we continue to producing those heroes, like mm-hmm. and encourage generations, like kind of. Oh, that's what it's all the, about, the yeah. yeah. And uh, and, uh, and, mm-hmm. to, and and to spoil, like you know, kind of. Big time. It is so, really important, and I don't think you realize how much influence these people had on you till you look mm. back at where you are. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, you know, because even saying that down in my own club, you know, I wouldn't have any had any female people to look up to. It was Kieran, it was Pierce, it was Connor. But mm-hmm. you know, I do hope that maybe some of the younger girls, and I do try to make a bit more of an effort to get down to the club as much as I can, because you just realise how important it that, is that's to have you someone now. to look up to. Yeah. Well, I don't think so, but you know, I do oh, try to help, <laughs> try to help out, and just you know make keep people involved especially amongst the girls and especially even as you were saying you see it in your own club just so many distractions out there these days and it's not yeah. till you're older it's not till you come out of secondary school and realize what you've missed out and um you know I've lots of friends who would have given up sport 12 13 the usual ages yeah. when distractions come in and how much they regret and um, just be involved in a team and you know what what it's all about what you what sport gives back to you you know so it's just important to keep people interested especially at that, that yeah age, no big time 13, yeah and how do you feel about that sort of being the influence now like that people are looking up to you as, I know Sean Ogie you've probably had it for a long time <laughs> yeah. Um, um, uh, t- yeah well t- t- you don't see it as any well that's t- t- certainly for me Hannah I don't see it as anything special do you know what I mean like you you just do it as your part of you're part of your daily life, you know, kind of, mm. you just go about your business and if other people like, kind of, get influenced by that or take positives from it, great, you know, it's yeah, not that yeah. I wake up deliberately every day <laughs> and I say, oh, I must be seen to be doing this, like, you know, kind of, yeah. I think Winston Churchill once said, um, this is integrity is doing the right thing even when people are not looking at you, like, yeah, you exactly. know what I mean? And it is so true, like, kind of, so it's, it's, it's just part of going about your daily life as usual, uh, trying to be the good citizen, do the right thing, and then giving yourself every chance of preparing yourself for games, you know, and then, and then if people take motivation from that, happy days, you know. Um, um, it's only when you finish playing, like I'm, geez, I'm seven years finished with Cork now, can I, okay, I continue playing with the club for another couple of years after that, but I'm finished playing with the club four years now. Um, but um, it's nice every now and then when you get someone like in their like 20s saying, oh, I remember you came out, like the time you mentioned about me going to retort, yeah. I get great kick out of that. Because like, yeah. <laughs> number one, I tend to forget 
mm-hmm. half the places that we I go forget. to. I know, but like, uh, and uh, and then and then you kind of look back and and it kind of dawns, you know, because I'm much older now. They yeah. kind of register all of that and say, yeah, geez, that did like oh, that sure, was something. You. That was something positive yeah. I did like. A know, funny one know. was I think it was you were an all star in twenty thousand and four. Correct. Yeah, because. Yeah. I remember having like a poster up on my wall in my room of all the All-Stars of 2004. Oh, yeah. I remember saying it to my friend on the phone because I was saying that I was going to be interviewing you. And she was like, yeah, we all got them. They handed them out to all the primary schools. And like we all had the All-Star teams. Like, yeah. oh. I think Vodafone, like, yeah. like over, the, over the journey of the All-Stars, like, kinda, they're sponsored, they would have been sponsored by different kind of yeah. com- uh, companies or businesses. But uh, I think those years it was the Vodafone All-Stars. Yeah. So yeah, look at the post. So, I know, uh, it's funny how it comes around. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, like even talking about that, no, can I just it just puts a smile to my face because um, you often wonder, like, can I, you know, um, like the time, like the time that you put in, like, you know, how how it's mm-hmm. how it's looked upon, and then when you get something positive like that, or even I get like, like I, I I I go up to like anywhere, and you get someone, and they say, look. Yeah, I remember you playing whatever. Um, Jesus, you gave us what you call a great years of service, and then even that, like, like, n- not that I, not that I was looking for pay for play back in my day, but that for me was payback. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? That for me, when you hear comments like that, is payback for the time and effort. Like even getting, uh, even recognition or a comment, you know, from someone that that would have remembered you back in the day playing. Yeah. Yeah. It is nice. I suppose just saying on that, I'm, a couple of weeks ago, I got a message on Instagram for from a lady up the north that her kid, it's funny how you say it down in Cork, we've all the role models, but she was playing Camogie up the north and that, uh, you know, that I might have met her after in All Ireland or something and that, uh, you know, she just wrote a message of a letter that her daughter wanted to send to me, but she couldn't find her address. It was the cutest oh thing ever. You know, I must write back to her now and stuff. And just, Small Classic. little things like that, Classic. just you know, yeah. it, it yeah. does in the larger scale. You, you, try, to, you yeah. try to be humble, obviously, it's for the team, it's yeah. always for the team, it's always for this or that. But when you get little recognition like that, it is it does Means mean a lot. lot. Yeah. The little things like that, yeah. And the two years you have something in common with the dual star, so obviously, Sean Oak. You you played well, both. She excelled at it. I feel <laughs> miserable, right? Can I, oh, so no. can I, Jesus, <laughs> uh, I feel exalted to be compared to Hannah, but like I I, I bombed out as a jewel player. Oh, but um, you still you still went through all the trainings there, oh, trying yeah, to balance look, the boat. Like, I, I, Is I, that I, tough? I, I, I don't know how players do it. It's not seen, I suppose, like, in the men's as much anymore. Uh, Is it not? No, like the, the jewel players kind of dying or the, like mm. they probably died really, like you know, kind of. I don't think there's any. Um, it can't be done. It's too, it's just gone um, too just, professional. Yeah, in like, a way. like the, the commitment involved, you know, to one court is phenomenal. So like to double up on that and and then and then look, I I I, I get it to a degree. You have you have a football manager. He's his job is to deliver, you know, an All Ireland Championship that year. Yeah. So if he can't see his players, so he'll have a program laid out like schedule. And if he can't see, you know, any of his players, like can I and all, so how's he supposed to pick him? Like mm-hmm. you know, can I? And then and then you have the hurling manager on the other side, like can I with the same 
mentality as well. So I can I can see why it's a dying art or a dead art now, like you know. And but there was something like there's something I I, I think there's something kind of magical about seeing a person, you know, a man or a woman that can excel, uh, excel at two different at two sports, like under the same uh, same umbrella, um, and then. Uh, this is my second time blowing cock up but like can I reproduce in <laughs> for hurling, 10 minutes in <laughs> in hurling football ladies football in Camogie we've produced great two players over the years like so growing up in the 80s Teddy McCarthy was oh he like he excelled in hurling and football um, he he won all Ireland's in hurling and football and then if I, could, I, I, I think I'm right in this um, he's the only player to win an all Ireland hurling and football in the one year, okay? There's other players in Cork and mm-hmm. other counties have won hurling and football, but Teddy's the only fella that has done it. In the same year. Uh, that's in the man, in the man's, can I? Well, Parisian uh, Arena yeah. has yeah. 18, so um, they have, yeah, plenty yeah. of times. So, um, uh, so when you grow up in a country that has produced dual players, can I, uh, and then, Funny enough, unlike other parts, unlike other parts of the country, kind of in Cork, uh, especially my experience, in, like the clubs would encourage players to. That's what I was going to ask. Is it encouraged? Like, well, in my club, it is. We're a hurling and football club, so mm-hmm. like basically, we would give football or the fourteen team that I'm training. We would give football the same time. As we would give the hurling, and yeah. we compete in both competitions. I kind of, um, and which I think is a good thing, do you know, especially for young kids. Kind of, it, it, it gives them a diversity of skills. Do you know, the certain skills in Gaelic that you wouldn't use in hurling, and vice versa, uh, or the certain things that you do in Gaelic which you can introduce into hurling and yeah. vice versa. So I think it just broadens the young developing players' horizon a small bit. Do you know. Oh, yeah, of um, uh, and then look, yeah. If they get the other eleven, they want to pick. Fair enough, but at least you're giving them, mm-hmm. like, you're giving them a whole experience of what, uh, what, what, what is to be exactly. And they can choose the themselves. Club. Yeah. And yeah. Hannah, you're you're doing it. You're you're doing the two goals. Yeah. Um. I suppose for me, I'm just very lucky. Myself and Libby are very lucky at the moment. Uh, that last two years, um, Efi with football manager and Polly with the Camogie manager have um communicated well mm-hmm. and gave us the best opportunity to excel at both. Um, the only thing I would say is, um, like, I think the commitment to one, it's just so high these days between strength and conditioning, gym, whatever is involved, that, mm-hmm. like, you may as well be playing two if you can do it, you know what I mean? If I was just playing football, I'd still be out six nights a week, you know, because yeah. when I'm playing camogie, be it gym sessions, be it recovery sessions, and if yeah. two managers are in place that can accommodate you, that's fair enough. I think that's key. Yeah, that and the, and I suppose, yeah, like the thing for me, I suppose I was lucky when I was coming onto the scene, with, I came onto the scene in Cork Camogie in 2014 and I was only playing Camogie for a couple of years and then I went into football 2016, kind of took out in 2017. But Breege and Rena were there and they had their established they had and it. they made sure, they looked after me and Libby. If we were playing too, they were making that's sure, brilliant. you know. Mm. Um, and like I would say, you know, I kind of was a bit sad or a bit disappointed this year with Kira McCarthy, um, who's playing camogie and football in both unbelievable talents, you know, just out of minor, unbelievable talent in camogie and football. And she ended up making a decision to play with camogie. And I suppose from her point of view, she felt she wasn't, not, I wouldn't say established, but, you know, to give it her best shot to 
to excel as uh, she needed to do, time, do yeah. one. I do hope she'll come back into the football side this year. You know, I do think it's possible. Um, you know, it is, it's, it is, was me and Olivia at a small bit advantage that we've been around the block a bit longer and we know the managers, managers a bit more. Mm-hmm. But once the communication is there and once the commitment is there, um, they also will let you maybe do your gym work with the football. And yeah, exactly. Training on the Wednesday with the camogie. Yeah. I think that's it. If you just communicate communicate well and like some counties don't have that, I suppose. Yeah. And, I, and you know, because I know a couple of girls maybe from Dublin, let's say, and Dublin at the moment are really strong ladies football, obviously, but they're not so much in camogie, they're mm. up and coming. And, mm. you know, that's thrown back at the few footballers that want to play camogie as well. They're like, you know, why are you playing camogie? You're not going to win yeah. an All-Ireland anytime soon, you yeah. know what I mean? So we are at that advantage in Cork that we're so good at both. Um, and like, you know, I've been lucky this year, there's times where I need to just play football or I need to get football in. Um, Potty would be like, okay, don't go to the ball, Ali, do 20 minutes there, Get go do your football, you know what I mean? We did have a good party in Ify, were very accommodating, um, that made it possible. Um, I would hate to see uh, the dual player become a dying breed mm-hmm. that it is. Um, as I said, I was lucky that Breed and Rena were still around and set that mark and brought me and Livy along with them. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's it's hard for player. you know, it's hard for Kira this year, as I said, hope she'll come back and do football in Kogi. Um, and I know Fiona Keating would be a talent coming through the minors who won uh, a minor fo- football All-Ireland and a minor Camogie All-Ireland this year. So it'll be great to see. Hopefully she'll push, push on, on and, and, and join the two. And hopefully that sh- the managers in place will uh, support her in that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like just to pick up on a point there, Hannah mentioned, and as a valid point. Um, um, so if you're playing with a country and the competitions that they're in, and if they don't have a realistic chance, I think the decision is kind of already made for him like mm. for instance I'll take Dublin for example dare I say Con O'Cannon and Kieran Kilkenny yeah. can equally play with, with the Dublin Horrors oh but God. I'd say yeah but it's like basically I mean they've won the five in a row now like do you know what I mean but so but like you'd wonder does he want to yeah you'd do, yeah. So, you know he's so talented like yeah you'd wonder does he love hurling as much as he loves yeah. football or what's what's the story there mm. yeah um, Could he do so it? so the fact that um and then like, don't get me wrong Dublin are competitive in hurling yeah. do you know what I mean like yeah. Dublin are capable of being anyone in a hurling championship on any given day do you know kind of but the fact that the footballers are on a different journey all together it seems to be like a big juggernaut that's going on cleaning up all around after all around sure if, if you were playing that position who would I go with a potential team that might win it or a team like that's more or less going to win yeah. it sure I could see why they're playing with the Dublin footballers like you mm. know with the Dublin footballers like you mm. know kind of mm-hmm. but different ball game here like yeah. where you have teams like that genuine that they have a genuine Compete chance at, at, at whatever competition they're in you can play um like back to my own playing is like uh, I it, it was a great great romantic idea playing both mm. courts and it was grand it was like it was like a badge of honour playing kind of but the biggest biggest problem I found playing both courts was um um so uh, so you'd play Kilkenny right kind of this Sunday and you're marking someone like DJ Carey right or John Power that's focused 12 months of the year hurling, hurling, hurling and then basically you've been tied up with the football as a small bit for the couple mm-hmm. of weeks up to that and then you're having to turn around within a week or two like to get your skills up to date up against someone like that's just been 
gear and hurling and then that was and and then and then you might get through or you might struggle and then start after the hurling game like there'd be a football game and you're marking someone like Derek Kinnear or Maris Fisher who's been tuning in football 12 months of the year I I, I found that hard to yeah I just, I like it like I just like I saw do you know that saying jack of all trades Maris or not like yeah. that's what I found like that I was coasting along in my years and it was only well you wouldn't would you change any of that now to look back well what's really kind of um the the, the, i would stick to one note and i tell you why uh, well sorry i i I tell you why it was only when i stopped playing football my hurling just went like best it up, was up the stratosphere like I didn't right, think that's I, interesting. Was, I didn't think I was capable yeah. of reaching those heights and hurling do you know what I mean kind of and but looking back in it like it was it was very attainable because basically everything was geared towards hurling I was thinking hurling do you know what I mean like even driving to matches or like I was thinking hurling I was I was doing more hurling training on and off the pitch, you know, mm-hmm. kind of I didn't have outside of the club where I still played Gaelic football games, but everything was hurling. So, um, uh, but, but my hurling just. So would you change it though? Kind of. So like my like if if you wanna like I don't know how these guys are doing. It's like excelling <laughs> in both, like you know. But Amazing. like it, like someone someone that was like. Uh, my overriding say, message is if if you want to really excel just pick one and go with that go, go what do you think of that yeah know. I'll just pick up on what Sean Oga was saying there I suppose you know he was saying when he was focused on or when he was switching from hurling and football for me I kind of had I can agree and I can disagree in a sense I for me what I found find really good during to the rear if I have a bad camogie game the last thing I want to do is go camogie training, you know, on the Tuesday. You know, it takes me a while to kind of digest stuff. Whereas if I have a bad camogie game, I can just switch off for a bit and go concentrate on football and vice versa. Yeah. And that that did work well for me. But then having said that, let's say this year and last year, you know, last year in a camogie All-Ireland final, you win a camogie All-Ireland final on Sunday and you have to go go turn around and play a football All-Ireland final. The next Sunday, like, I wasn't, uh, and that was the same this year look this 2019 is one to forget losing both semi-finals but it was you know lost the camogie semi-final and then went around and played a football semi-final the week after I suppose you wonder then maybe am I losing out there is my head switched on for that football game or not well I think to an extent yes but it's like I think it's afterwards it's the it's hard when it stops mentally yeah Mm. and that's something I've struggled with a lot let's say this year and last year when this especially this year because there's we haven't won, won anything you know mm-hmm. last year we won the camogie all ireland we'd something to celebrate during the winter Big we had an time. excuse to go out there was a cup <laughs> on the table every saturday yeah. night you know it was great this year now you're kind of like jeez i lost the semi-final to galway lost the semi-final to dublin mm-hmm. and uh you know when when training stops and when everything stops and you're out of routine i suppose it's a bit harder that i'm finished college now as well this year i suppose it's something i haven't really talked about and i wonder is it something worth talking about um, for men and women, you know, when the commitment stops, when that yeah. 24-7, like, I, I presume anyone who's playing sport at that high level, they're thinking about it 90% of the time. They're they're doing football, yeah. they're doing hurling, they're doing camogie. And then when it stops, you're like, 
Jeez. What, do I do? what do I do now? And mm-hmm. I am struggling with that a bit. You know, um, it's good to have sports like the WGP out there who, if you want to reach out there, they're mm-hmm. going to support you. Um, exactly. You know, but it is something to think about, I suppose. It's something that I should talk about to my teammates and talk yeah, about. Yeah, see if see they're if feeling they're, the same way. Because I doubt I'm the only one who feels like mm-hmm. this. I'd say it's a, it's a global thing amongst any athlete who's in such a disciplined routine for so then just all six of months a sudden come out, all come out and you go out you go out in the piss for a couple of we- days a couple of weeks that's all grand and then that kind of has to stop too you know it's mm-hmm. it is it's an extra long winter for me now but you know and especially you have to go to work in the morning and stuff like that uh you know you'd wonder you know it is something I struggle with and you know you, I presume other people struggle with oh, it too it's something yeah. that you know I should probably talk about a bit more and reach out in that sense but yeah and do you think it's hard with the schedule of the football and the camogie like there's some girls like on Mead like one of the girls was playing I think she had an hour in between a game this year it was on the same pitch so she went out and played the camogie and then she had an hour and she'd go a county football game yeah that's insane and (laughs) to be fair like I don't know it did crop up again this year there was meant to be a fixture class or fixtures on the same weekend with the ladies football and camogie you know, this is back to the question, why can't we all be under the one tree? Why yeah. why just can't the ladies football yeah. and camogie just be GA? Mm-hmm. And I really, that's kind of something I really hope that'll change sooner rather yeah. than later. You know, it shouldn't... I don't understand why it hasn't I got don't, to that stage yeah. yet. It's best I, intentions for everyone. For everyone. And, you know, I don't, I think it's the best, yeah, it's the best move forward for everyone. Even if the camogie and ladies football came together, mm-hmm. I don't understand why they can't sit down at the start of the year and go through their fixtures it's never like, mind yeah. dual players but you shouldn't have a Cork Camogie and a Cork Ladies Football match exactly just for the game in the county yeah, to exactly. get people out yeah yeah. so little things like that hopefully that'll get better again next year it is getting better mm. um, did that happen to you at all? It, um, I've been lucky enough I haven't had much of a clash I don't think it's kind of been resolved um, mm-hmm. there was a big clash a couple of years ago between college and Camogie and that was an awful experience on a personal note, what I went through. Um, myself, Maeve Callan and Libby Coppinger had huge decisions to make and there was a lot of backlash out of that. Yeah, um, I remember that. that. Was was that last year? It two was two years, years ago, ago, I think yeah. now. Um, Where you told you'd never play or something. That made huge like, yeah, airwaves down here. Yeah. Like, and, uh, I, it, it shouldn't have. It shouldn't have got to that. Um, I, do, I, I do, I suppose, college is a bit different to the GEA, but... It's as important competition. And it's important to you it when is you put a lot of time yeah. into that team. Yeah, exactly. And it's such a playing college football in Camogie is definitely one of the best highlights yeah. of my like life. You were getting ready for Ashburn Cup, was yeah, that? Yeah, or uh, O'Connor got the football with, with yeah. the Camogie League game. And yeah, like, uh, it was a big mess, made a huge problem with it once. And I suppose people forget what, like, me, Maeve, Libby, and our families go through after that. You know, it looks grand. Um, okay they didn't play this match they did play that match but it is a mental thing it is a hard thing to go through mm. uh, after that again but um, yeah just back to college football and camogie I, you know they they should be on par with inter-county especially at that time of year because you know the experiences the memories the friends and personal development you get out of playing with, with your college is huge mm-hmm. and it should be valued by inter-county setups like that and and even just in camogie and football, you're always under pressure to go to Cork training when I think the college should get a bit more leeway. And this is uh, this is all around the country. I hear this. I'm, yeah. Even with the men's, it's the, yeah, same. It's the same. They're not. It's, it's they the don't same. get the leeway from the county um, setups, which I think they should, especially yeah. it's that time of year. And you make so February. much progression in you college do. football or camogie. You do. And I think you know. the standard, I play in camogie and football, 
uh, at that standard at that time of year is 10 times higher than what you're going to get exposure to playing with yeah. Cork at that time of year. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just a mind shift and in women and men's, I think that's a common problem that the colleges should be valued a bit more I by intercounty yeah, setups. I mean, people underestimate the work that's done yeah, at third-level colleges, like for the development of Gaelic games and players in particular. Yeah. Like you get, you get, like you get players coming in, like men and men and girls, like kind of uh, at 18, 19 years of age, and they're exposed to an unbelievable level where they wouldn't, as Hannah mentioned, they wouldn't have been exposed to before playing with their own clubs. Yeah. And I mean, sure. So you have a Camogie player playing with UCC up against UL not just you well, but it's the cream of the crop, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like from the girls up there, kind of, so that's bunk to bring you on. Like, and all other counties, it's not there. just, yeah. you know, or, you have. Like, yeah. Absolutely, and same with, do you know, so, so, so the colleges is made up of the cream of the, do you know, the, the, the cream of the girls or boys, like, do you know what I mean, uh, at that college. So, um, and, Usually the college competitions are earlier on in the year, and then there should be there should be a winner a load for whoever's involved. Grand. This is my own personal take mm. that county managers, like um, how would you put it? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, but they should have the confidence to let their players yeah. go, knowing like that they're playing at a mm-hmm. high level. Yeah, they're exactly. not going to lose out and mm. like. It's not as like if they're sitting at home. Like yeah, pers- exactly. You know, they're they're probably doing yeah. more training, if anything, or getting yeah. more at a higher matches. level. And when yeah. they're ready to come with Cork then after the... Which is probably going into the championship. Like, yeah. It championship yeah. In, it was in May or June. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, uh, I, so I, I, I think the value, what the colleges do, seem to be undermined as small by, by yeah. the county yeah. managers at all levels. Like, you know. mm. And Sean Og, you're going to be um, the minor... Collector now this yeah, year. Yeah, um, well, it, it, like bombshell of the news, really. Can <laughs> like it was. Can um, um, uh, it was the last thing in my mind. Say coaching to underage team this year in my club. Like that, if you would have told me, like, can I say during the summer that I'd be involved in the cockpit? I said, oh, I would have laughed at you. Like you know, can I? But it was just, yeah, it, like just events transpired. Don't know, got the manager's job, yeah. and um, I'd know him very well from oh, playing days. I mean, geez, he saved old bacon many times, like in games over the years. Like you know, top class goalkeeper, um, top class guy, actually, like kind of uh, even outside of sport. So when uh, yeah, so when when he was appointed, he asked myself and Tom Kenny, will we get involved and. Um, and it's, it's it's like what you're doing with the club. If it's something that you can kind of influence, you know, kind of in the right way, sure, why not? And kind of we look forward to. We're only there for a year, and we'll give it a good crack. And um, uh, history's not too kind. Like like history's not on our side because I think the last time Cork won a minor was back in two thousand and one. Which is shocking for mm. a county like Cork, like kind of, and actually my brother Satanta was on that team, like and along with Tomas O'Leary who went on to play rugby, John Gardner was on that team as well. So like kind of, I mean, for for one of the hurling traditional counties like Cork to win a minor last in two thousand and one is like kind of unforgivable. So that's the task ahead of us, like do you know what I mean? Can is it I, hard to be only given one year then? 
Like I know mine are, they'll move on, but I'm sure you have a lot of lads that might have two years or so in it. Yeah. Maybe um, more. Did, uh, like I put it another way, just say if like, if you were doing a senior team and you were only given one year, it's, I mean, yeah, how do you build? I mean, you'd be probably disappointed with that because, um, like, you're, you're going to be dealing with the same group of players at senior level, do you know what I mean, whether last year or the next couple of years, where minor is not as bad because they're only one year of minor and they're gone. Like, yeah. So it's not like that, do you know, can I, uh, it's not like, yeah, years. exactly. So, um, so the crop that we're going to be working with coming next year they're going to be minor for one and they're gone like do you know what I mean so um, uh, uh, and we'll yeah we'll see how it goes um, yeah a lot of time taken up kind of scouting players kind of mm-hmm. which is <laughs> like it, it, it's grand when you're asked would you get involved and you have this kind of perception like that it's going to be like the yellow brick road and then when the planning, when you, when you go through the planning and what's involved, you say, oh, geez, I forgot about that. Do I need to go to that? Do you need to, you, yeah, you need to, yeah, you need to do everything. But it's great. Look, it's it's going to be different from dealing with club teams and UCC freshers teams. But, um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And we so might finish up on this question then. Um, so, Sean Oga, all the experience you have, what advice would you give Tana now? Setting out. Oh, <laughs> um, you, you've caught me in the spot there no? can do you I, need a minute um, uh, can I phone a friend or not no 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 no. Uh, um, is there anything you regret or is there anything that I know you were saying about the dual player status and stuff like that it's it's difficult but you had a lot of highs you on both so is there uh, if yeah there I was, might ask you yeah. one thing Sean I would ask you like you know Coming back now from a bad year, 2019 was a bad year with football. It's a good, good thing to look back from Camogie, but you know, how do I put that behind you and focus now for 2020? Or something, you know, or what? Yeah, that might be. Yeah, does, can I go back to your question? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 can I? Um, how do like, you? What, yeah, you get I, yourself back up again? We're like, we want all the advice, Sean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dish it out. Um, uh, well, like I think, it's, I think it's very important to take stock of what happened this year. Do you know what I mean? And you look at start off with a page and a pen. It's always a great place to kind of draw down a line in the middle, positives, negatives. Do you know what I mean? And then basically, what you call it, just list out the stuff that went well or not. Kind of usually in a year that you don't win anything. Kind of there's a lot of stuff that like negatives tend to show up more, and then. Mm-hmm. And then start tackling them one by one, do you know what I mean? And saying, yeah, yeah, I could have done that differently looking back in it. Um, um, but the principles stay the same, like, do you know what I mean? Your commitment, your drive is the same, if not better for next year. I even found, like, in the years that you don't win, that that harnesses your hunger and your stomach, can I, compared to, like, years that you're successful, can I you tend to become like the Roman Empire where you get lazy, do you know what I mean? You t- Like, people tend to get lazy, complacent, kind of take things for granted where when you don't have a success for a year or two or a period, it kind of, um, it gets the hunger back again. Yeah, and that's, that's a good like, point. Uh, it's a good way to look at it for yeah. yourself. Like, that's a positive hunger way. Is, hunger is a vital important ingredient, like, you know, in anything, but like, especially sport, like, just to, 
Um, um, th- yeah, so there will be the things that jump out of my head, like, you know, um, uh, and it's, it's like, it's like, like the All Blacks, whatever you do, plus one. So if Dublin are doing 50 press-ups, you're doing 50 plus one. If Dublin are doing whatever, you know, running, you do plus one. You know, everything is plus one because basically the opposition are, like, if you think the opposition are not doing hard the air, like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, um, uh, so whatever you do, plus one. So, like, at least you're saying, yeah, I, 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 I think, I think, or I want to be ahead of the, you know, uh, ahead of the pack. Um, uh, but back to your question, if there is one thing looking back in it that I didn't do so well, um, was, um, um, take the rest. Like I, yeah, train myself senses. Kind of, and when I look back in it, like kind of, some of my best performances were. On a training pitch, there's no good to you like on a Sunday, like do you know what I mean? When you need yeah. to perform, like kind of, so, um, uh, and I'm telling like, so we had an under 14 county final there recently, and I'm telling fellas like kind of last couple of days just put your hurl in your cupboard. They're looking at you stupid, like do you know what I mean? They think like, no, I need to be hitting. No, no, believe me, lads, all the work is done. Just put the hurl in the cupboard. When you touch that hurley, like in a couple of days' time, I'm telling you, no, you'll be kind of. But I didn't do that, like, do you know what I mean? I just thought more was better, always, like, do you know. Kinda, That's a great way of advice uh, uh, to look at it. Uh, but, but no, certain times of the year, more is better. But I started mm-hmm. to do more better, like, a week out of championship where there was nothing like. But rest is so important. Absolutely, like, so um, if I was to go back to myself 20 years ago, I would have kind of told myself to. Uh, I used to get a bit excited coming up to, and the only thing to quench my excitement was to do more training, which was wrong, you know, kind of, and especially kind of the work volumes like that you're doing and hurling and football, geez, rest is key. Uh, rest is key, so yeah. Does that answer yeah. your questions a little bit, Hannah? Yeah, I suppose maybe just one thing like, what about this time of year now? Like, it's the long winter, like, what, what would you have done or what would have been your way to get yourself ready for the yeah so after a long year yeah like yeah quick after long like you like you would have had a long year you're just finished club yeah. like, you should take like four or five weeks off anyway just take it off like mm-hmm. just um eat a muffin eat i like do like <laughs> eat go go to chipper eat like just just do it no and it's like uh, just do it for five weeks could you go mad like trying to you know, trying to keep your diet for 12 months of the year. Yeah. Like, you need to, you, like, you need time off, but you need to deregister yourself from that kind mm-hmm. of, because when you go back into it, like, it'll be, and, and you'll be looking back and saying, geez, why didn't they do that in a couple of weeks' time? Just, what you call it, um, uh, just take time out, just get out of the routine, do something different, do you know what I mean? Kind of for the next four or five weeks, because but they recommend you anyway from a body like kind of after long season to um what you call it um uh to rest up not do anything strenuous and then basically what you call it i'm sure kind of when the management 
when the management will be appointed and board, they'll be, they'll be, you know, like, yeah, the masters will be in, in and quick yeah. enough, like, exactly. and then you'll be going <laughs> hell at it. And then you'll be saying, geez, why didn't they take that time to, to relax and go to the movies, do something different? As I said, eat a muffin, eat a Kit Kat, <laughs> eat a, I don't know, go to McDonald's, do something kind of, uh, because you know, like, like, when you start getting into that routine again, like, you That's have, how many, how many seasons at, senior level you have you have four five years like you yeah, have a I lot of like you like you have a lot of training years behind you have a lot of like kind of mileage built up so like basically it'd be easy like once you get back into routine like you'll just what you call it you'll just it wouldn't take you long do you know what i mean to where someone that's in for the first year needs to build up like what you have built up like yeah, you know? yeah so like kind of um and yeah, so I, I know this goes against the grain of dietitians and kind of, but just enjoy. Go with the chipper. Wake up for this. Yeah, exactly. Get, We're all going. Yeah. Fish and chips. Kinda, <laughs> on Tom, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks a million, lads. It's been uh, something else having you, Sean Oak, and you, Hannah. Definitely. It's lovely to see the the dual story um, and hopefully it does stay alive. Thanks a million. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Thanks.